Welcome to the Naked and Wandering podcast. This show is all about connecting with inspiring people who follow passion and freedom for a living. Together, we will learn from them, hear how they did it, and understand how we can all pursue our dreams. I'm Lauren Ruddick, an international yoga teacher, travel blogger, yoga school owner, and serial entrepreneur. On this show, I will share all of my mistakes and triumphs, failures and lessons, and connect you with amazing people who do the same. We promise to be unabashedly honest, have nothing to hide, and nothing to cover up. This is how we find ourselves naked and wandering in the world. Thanks for being here. Hey, everyone. So I have a special guest today, Kim Diamond. And I will introduce you to her. Then she'll tell us a little bit about herself. And uh, then there's more. (laughs) So Kim is a South Dakota-based holistic wellness coach, confidence cultivator, wife, dog mama. Her dogs are extremely cute. Go follow them on Instagram. And she truly believes that we each deserve to be living a life filled with purpose, passion, and a deep love for ourselves. Kim's mission is to empower women to hop into the driver's seat and take ownership of their own lives, their happiness, and their wellness so that they could become the version of themselves that they have always dreamed of being. So welcome, Kim. Thank you, Lauren, so much for having me. And, you know, my dogs are very cute. I'll just say that. Go follow them on Instagram if you need a little, like, dopamine pick-me-up for your day. (laughs) So um, as you mentioned, I am a holistic wellness coach, and I left my career in teaching And I moved across the country to a state that I had been to once before. And I decided that I was going to live my life on purpose. And while, you know, that sounds like lovely and like so fun, um, I truly had no idea what that meant. And I've really spent the last five years really just figuring that out as I go and helping other women, you know, do the same thing. So that's amazing. Uh, before we get there, I just love how vulnerable you were in saying like, oh, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, but before we go down that rabbit hole, I want to backtrack and just talk about how we know each other. Cause you oh, and I yeah. have actually never met in person. I know. Yeah. And the way that Kim and I know each other is that I used to date her husband, Uh huh. <laughs> which is a kind of random way of knowing someone. Uh, great guy, by the way, very happy for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. He's a wonderful person. And, um, by the way, so Kim's husband, Mark, I think it was on our first date that we were talking about hopes and dreams. And he was, I think he was writing, he was writing some big exam to get into the next phase of medical school, like specialty or something like this. Uh And we were talking about our hopes and dreams. And he said, he dreamt of being a sports medicine doctor. And I said, I dream of having a yoga school that changes the way yoga teachers and yoga people are educated. I want to do better. And I was like, yeah, in my school, I want to have this like an amazing anatomy program and really have classes taught by professionals and experts in their fields. And I said to him, it was over breakfast. And I was like, I'll tell you what, if you ever become a sports medicine doctor and I build my yoga school, I'll hire you to teach anatomy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean, we only dated a couple months and then... Yeah. Years later, I opened the school and I like gave him a call one day and was like, hey, Mark, um, remember that time <laughs> I told you if I have ever yoga school, you can come teach anatomy. I'm like, well, I have a yoga school in Costa Rica. Can I fly you in? And so he did. And he came and he taught, which was cool. And he talked about you. 
Yeah. And it was when you had first started dating. I know it was when we first started dating and I'm like, cool, you're going to go hang out with your like ex-girlfriend slash someone (laughs) you used to date and teach this class. And I was like, whatever, he's, he's wonderful and lovely. And I'm so happy that you guys got to like see that dream come to fruition because what a like full circle moment. Totally full full circle moment. And including this is a totally full circle moment. Like I'm definitely a woman that sticks to my word. And the funny thing is I was dating someone, I just started dating someone at the time. And I remember being distinctly nervous. I don't know if Mark or Lori ever listens to this. (laughs) I was distinctly nervous about like having them both together. Was it going to be awkward? How would I feel? Because like I hadn't seen Mark since him and I like ended. Yeah. And it was on good terms. I always thought he was a nice guy. Like no animosity. And uh, I always remember thinking like, oh my God, this is either going to be a disaster or okay. Uh (laughs) It was okay. But yeah, when he came, he was telling about you, uh, us about you. And he was like, yeah, I met this, this girl who I think is pretty cool. And it was just, there was something special about the way he was talking about you. And I don't know, I think, I think he kind of knew he was really into you and now you're here and now I'm here and here we are. It's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, so fun. It's so fun. Um, So you talked about moving across the country to a place you'd only visited once and you moved for your husband's job, right? Right. Yes. We were dating at the time. So we were just boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know, I knew that we were going to be getting engaged. Um, funny story when I sort of announced to my colleagues or whatever that I was leaving education and moving across the country, I had some really like interesting comments. And one person went as far as to say, like, you know, I bet that your mom would be like so much happier that you were moving if you were engaged. And I was like, what? Like, you think I'm moving here just like willy nilly. And even if I was, why is it any of your business? Um, but people, people amaze me. Amaze me. Yeah. 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 So, um, we were going on a trip this summer as we do, we travel a lot. Um, the summer that we got engaged and I knew that, you know, the proposal was coming. It wasn't like a huge surprise to me. Wait, Um, how did you know? Did you guys talk about it? Well, I mean, we were moving to South Dakota. We were going on a big trip and, you know, we <laughs> talked about like rings and that kind of stuff. It wasn't like, I'm going to propose to you on this trip, but you know, it was just, it was clear to me that it was going to happen. Um, and I just always wonder about these, those things, like as someone who's never been proposed to in a serious way, I've actually, one time a guy proposed to me in a tent. I think he was on drugs. You know what? This is, <laughs> sorry, this is random. I was 23, uh, camping in Mexico on the beach after my first yoga teacher training, um, with a bunch of people. And like, I was asleep. Everybody had gone to party. I went to sleep early. And like one of the guys snuck into my tent and, and asked me to marry him. <laughs> I was like, I think you're on drugs. <laughs> and we just met yesterday. Is this yeah. real life? Yeah. I don't know. was like, Oh, I've always been waiting for this moment. And it's really just not how I thought it would be. This is very anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said no and told him to get the fuck out of my tent. Yes. Um, sounds about right. Anyways. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious. I'm like, Oh, how do these things happen? How do you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, because I was moving with him, we knew that things were serious. We knew that we wanted to spend together, you know, be together forever. And I wouldn't have moved and, quit my job and left my family and all my friends if I didn't think that this was, you know, going to be a forever type of thing. Um, But I imagine this was 
not easy. I mean, moving for love sounds so awesome and so romantic, but mm-hmm. realistically, he is someone with a very busy job. He's yeah. very devoted to his work. And I can only imagine how challenging it must have been for you to move to a new place across the country with someone you love, but then have no network and no support system and no job to go to and kind of no idea of what you're going to do. Yeah. And I, I think that for a long time, I sort of like, um, I don't know if I sugarcoated it or made it seem like it was this lovely thing. Cause it, it was great. You know, <laughs> we had a wedding to plan and a new puppy and all of these fun and exciting things, but it was, it was really, can I swear? It was really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. You can totally swear. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I went through some depression and, um, you know, anxiety and kind of feeling like I, I wasn't quite sure who I was. Um, as you said, I did move across the country. I moved away from my family, from my friends. I, I left my career. Um, and I really came to this moment of like, who the hell am I? Like, who is Kim without all of these things? That is so Um, much. It's so much to leave behind. And it's such a huge leap of faith for someone you love. Like, even if you know you want to spend together forever. Yeah. A lot of us, I think a lot of women in general think that the one big relationship is enough. You know, if we find our best friend and the person that we feel so wonderful with and we get married to them and um, you know, we have this big picture of like, oh, I married my best friend and and everything else works and la la la, my life's going to be perfect. But that's unfortunately not true. Like we can't get everything we need from just one relationship. That's a lesson I had to learn a really hard way. Yeah. I'm still single and I'm looking for my partner. I'm hoping to meet my life partner, ASAP universe. Can you hear me? <laughs> um, if you know anyone to step me up with, by the way, let me know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping to meet my partner and it's like, I was putting so much pressure into finding a forever person who would meet every criteria I wanted in a fulfilling relationship. And I don't remember who said it to me, but it was a friend who was like, you know, Lauren, you can't get everything you want out of one relationship. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. So it is really hard when we leave our friends, when we leave our jobs, our colleagues, because then you put so much pressure into this one relationship right? and it becomes heavy and there's a lot of expectation And even if it's a wonderful, amazing, fantastic relationship, you still can't get everything you need from one. Right. Yeah. And the the first couple, I mean, it's been the first couple of years of our marriage that have been, you know, me really refiguring out who I was or who I am. And to have his support in that has been so meaningful. Um, But not to say that it's been easy. And I know that there has been some guilt on his part where he kind of feels like bad that he was the anticipus of all of these feelings that have come up for me of like figuring out who I am and being without family and without friends and this new career. But it, it really has been an opportunity for me to figure out what I truly want and what I need and to create a life that I love alongside somebody that I love. That's so beautiful. And I think it's understandable that he feels that kind of guilt, but it's like you said, it's also the catalyst that jumped you forward into some very real change and some very thought-provoking inquiry and eventually leading you to a life that I think will 
end up being a lot more fulfilling and a lot more exciting for you. Yeah. Because you're so passionate about your work. It comes through. Um, and I want to talk about your work in a moment, but before we do, I want to ask you, how did you start? So you kind of get to South Dakota, you have all of the excitement of like wedding planning and engagement. Yay. Hooray puppies. And then, (laughs) you know, it's probably three to six months after the wedding and you're like, Oh my God. (laughs) Now what? Yeah. So when we first moved here, I knew that I wanted to go into something that was health and wellness related. I've always been interested in that. You know, I've always been interested in exercise and eating healthy and, you know, all of the things that kind of come with that, but I wasn't really sure, you know, how am I going to take this or what is my coaching ideal going to be? So I started um, my coaching program and then kind of let it fall to the wayside. And looking back at it now, I think a lot of it was a lot to do with how I was feeling then. Like, just who am I? Like, I can't coach people. I don't know who the hell I am, (laughs) you know? And, um, I started busying myself. I started becoming, um, an instructor at bar three, which I still am today. Um, I started taking on roles at the studio and kind of filling my plate with all of these other things, which was really out of fear of, truly like diving into my coaching program and knowing that, um, I believed in myself to help other people. Um, so we get married and then that was in September and then March happened of that year, which was the beginning of a pandemic. And, um, I got to that place of, okay, well, I said I was going to do this. I still haven't done this. Um, I need to figure out what I want and how I can help people and what my next path is going to be. Cause right now I don't really have one. Um, so I started diving deeper into my coaching program and really made it a point to figure that or to finish that, um, that this was a coaching program that you were participating in or you were putting out, like you're creating a curriculum or you're participating in coaching, participating in it to get my certification as a wellness coach. Oh, nice. Yep. So I did that. I dove further in, um, and that kind of allowed me to see, you know, what I had been kind of holding back from and, you know, really the fears that I had about figuring out what I wanted. Um, and knowing that that was all like available to me, um, I just wasn't doing it. Um, so I really started diving back into that, you know, in the midst of the pandemic and started saying no to other things that I knew I was kind of filling my plate with just in the meantime, um, and finished. Okay. That is really powerful when you said that, because I often take on, I don't want to say more than I can chew, but lately I've been biting off more than I can chew because I don't want to say no to opportunities. Oh, someone wants me to like teach a yoga class on their app. I'm going to say yes. Someone wants me to co-create a retreat with them. I'm going to say yes. Someone wants to interview me for XYZ. I'm going to say yes. And it got to a point where like my, my plate is so full that it's like a mishmash, a mess. You know, when you eat to the point of sickness, Yes. rather than satisfaction, like that's how my plate feels. It's like, there's so much on my plate that I'm going to get sick, which, which has been happening, right? Like I've had breakdowns. I I had a nervous breakdown a year ago and I'm experiencing another like small burnout phase. Yeah. (sighs) And, and that's so powerful is, is the ability to say no to things that are going to distract you from what you really want or your real path, even if you know they're great opportunities. Yeah. You know, and I think there's two things to kind of pull from there. One is something that I say to my clients is that when you say yes to something or someone else, 
you're saying no to something at the same time. So we only have so much time in a day. And, you know, at sometimes when you're continuing, continuing to say yes to everybody around you, eventually you're going to say no to yourself. And you kind of have to have that honest conversation with yourself of like, okay, yeah, I could say yes to this. It could bring me a really great opportunity, but what am I missing out on by taking that opportunity too? Mm, Um, That's really well said, especially the time thing. Something I've noticed as I've gone into my later thirties is like, I'm just so tired. Yeah, (laughs) I think everybody's tired, but it's like, I just don't have the energy that I had in my twenties anymore. And that is part of it is like, how much time do I need to recover and recuperate from this thing, from saying yes to this? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's saying no to self-care or no to being okay with me after, then you're right. Yeah. It it is something you have to, to think twice about. Yeah. And something I started doing, um, that I've kind of created as like a coaching tool as well is really deciding on your non-negotiables and making sure that those are the things that you're doing, whether that's like basic self-care or something that like really lights you up, that you're making sure to do those things each and every Can you tell us some of your non-negotiables? Yeah, of course. Um, Movement is one. Um, I have to move my body in some way, shape or form. And I don't mean like doing a hit cardio class every single day. I'm not about that life, (laughs) but whether it's like a walk or a stretch or, you know, I am the same. Yeah. Movement is a huge one for me. That's also why I need to have dogs in my life. Yes. Because they force you to get outside every day, no matter what the weather going for a long walk. So true. Yeah. Necessary. We walk our doggos in the midst of like very cold temperatures here in South Dakota. Totally. Um, I mean, but you also learn, this is like, like having a dog has taught me is like, my ex-boyfriend used to say this, there's no bad clothes. Uh, there's no bad weather, only bad clothing. Yeah. And like, if you, which is probably the similar in South Dakota and where I live in Kingston, Ontario. Now growing up in Montreal, it's like a super fashionable city and yeah. it's essentially a small town and you're going to bump into someone, you know, when you're walking around. Uh And when I moved to Kingston, Ontario, I was like completely anonymous. And there's also pretty much no fashion there. Yeah. No one gives a shit. And I would just walk the dog in like whatever was practical for the weather and whatever was warm. And I didn't care what I looked like because to me, it didn't matter who I bumped into. I was totally anonymous in the city. And I was like, oh my God, walking the dog in any weather is actually very enjoyable when you have like the right coat and gloves on or the good boots, right. <laughs> it's actually yeah. totally fine. <laughs> I know I'm like mommy wrapped up with like a yeah. scarf tucked into my hood, like at all. I time. have the, like the jacket that like goes down to my ankles and the boots that come up yep. under the jacket, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So movement, definitely non-negotiable. I hear that. Yeah. Um, another one is eating nourishing foods. And I like to kind of follow like a 70, 30, like, whole food, um, kind of diet. I do not count calories or macros or any of that kind of stuff. I like to be, uh, gracious with what I eat and, um, eat in a loving way, not in like a restrictive way. But is 70, 30, like 70 vegetables, 30, everything else? Like whole foods. And then 30, like, you know, last night we got dairy queen. Like I don't not let myself enjoy like the pleasures of life. Um, and then other non-negotiables is connection. Um, so connection to people, to my dogs, to things that make me feel meaningful, um, is super, super important. How do you like to foster those connections? I think it depends on the type of mood I'm in. Like 
uh, some days I'm not, you know, interested in talking to a bunch of people. And in those days I'll connect in a more intimate way. Um, whether that's with Mark, whether that is, you know, with a dear friend or whether that is like taking time to connect with myself, um, is important to me. Um, and then connecting with other people, you know, whether that's a podcast, um, I have a monthly membership where, um, I have women, it's called the self-love collective. So we connect in that way. Um, you know, entrepreneurial wellness collective is another thing. So things that help me to fill my purpose, but also fill it with other people. So it's not just like me on an Island. Yeah. I am often on an Island and it is really hard. Yeah. I will say this. And I've started trying to reach out to my colleagues more and ask for help and yeah. join mentorship clubs because yeah, you do feel very alone sometimes. And not a lot of people talk about this when you are an entrepreneur, you have your own business, um, you're a coach of some kind, whatever it is, it's, there is a huge element of loneliness to it, especially when you're working from home, working on your own. It's like, you know, I regularly think like I have to go out of the house and force myself to talk to someone or sometimes it could be days without talking to anyone. Right. Yeah. And when I first moved here and, you know, Mark was going to work every day, I was like so lonely and like the only person I was talking to was him when he got home and he had already been talking to people all day at work and then like our dog and yeah it's so isolating it's so so isolating and when I um became an entrepreneur and finished my coaching program I was like I need to find some type of community of women that I can connect with and talk to um and I'm so grateful that I found that type of space because it is so lonely when you feel like you're, you know, on Kim Island and no one else is there. Yeah. And it goes back to the, like one significant relationship isn't enough. Right. Uh, Especially as women. Like I used to think, oh, I don't need to connect with other women to feel okay. Like if I have a boyfriend or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Mm. Like I now desire the company of women so much. Yeah. So much. And it it is so nice to find that. Did you find that community at bar three? Uh, no, I actually joined, um, a program called entrepreneurial wellness group that was started by my friend Jada. Um, she is a local entrepreneur in Sioux Falls and I was just scrolling through Instagram and saw that she was starting this wellness group for small business owners, women business owners. And I'm like, this sounds like for me, um, yes, please. (laughs) And, um, she actually last year said, you know, look, I love this group. I just don't have the capacity for it anymore. And I want to give it to you. So now I run that group. (laughs) That's amazing. Participate in it, but it has been such a godsend and such a gift. And so cool. Yeah. So you guys meet in person. Yes. Right now we do. And is it like a once a month type of thing? Um, It is twice a month, um, but I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but (laughs) we're going to be switching to a virtual format um, the next round through just to kind of see how that goes. Um, But yeah, it's just a really great space to connect with other women. That's amazing. I totally might join. Yeah, you should. I joined a, a women's mastermind group this year called Witchy Business. Uh, oh, it's done that. by my business. Yeah, it's, she's so great. It's done by my business mentor. Her name is Krista Ripma. Shout out to Krista. I'll try to get her on the podcast. She's yeah. amazing. Um, and it's basically for women entrepreneurs 
that are like badass businesswomen, but we also still want to, you know, pull a wisdom card and like yeah. meditate and do yoga and have crystals everywhere. Yeah. You would love um, yoga. That's very much her vibe. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's just been a really great group. Unfortunately, I've been traveling so much, so I haven't been able to meet on any of the Zoom calls in person. I'm just watching the replays. So I, the hard thing is when you watch the replays, you don't quite feel the community. Yeah. But it's nice to know it like is there, it exists. And then I work with Krista as, as a business mentor and yeah. that's been a really big help. But yeah, I mean, finding a group like that, like twice a week, that's so amazing. Yeah. And would there be like a plan each time you met or is it just kind of hang out, chat? Yeah. So you know, like an activity um, or. Yeah, we do spiritual direction, um, which is essentially like an open forum to really dump out everything that you're feeling. So sometimes we share like successes. Sometimes we share, you know, complete and utter failures or just moments of like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm stuck. Um, and the whole idea is that you're not given advice. People just ask you questions. Um, and ultimately it leads you to your own answers, which is what you truly want, um, in business is for it to come from you and to feel, um, empowered to make that next step forward. Um, and we like say nice things and, um, share in that sense. Um, but that has been such a cool experience. Um, it sounds really special. Yeah. I love it. It's kind of intimidating. And the first meeting that I ever went to, um, I shared first and I'm a crier (laughs) and I was like in this room of women who I've never met before and shared like, you know, what was coming up for me. And I think the first thing I shared was like, I'm just so lonely. Um, and I need to be here to connect with you guys. I, I don't know you, but we need to connect. And, um, it's just like such a, a nice comforting place to fall apart but to feel like you have a whole group of women that are there to to hold you together um, as you do that. And there is something special about them not being in your immediate circle. It's almost like you can fall apart a little bit more. You can be a little more vulnerable because it's like these people get it and support me, but it's also not coming back to me. Right. Like we're not going to bump into each other, you know, at our friend's dinner party and, and have this like awkward Oh, (laughs) yeah. You were just just bawling your eyes out the other day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then we do trainings um, on the second meeting um, to allow you to work in your business. Uh, I think, you know, we all go to those business trainings and then you like leave feeling incredibly overwhelmed and like you have all of this stuff to implement. Um, But we take some time to really walk through those steps together with like an expert or um, someone in that field. Kim, this is amazing. I'm really inspired. I would like to join when you go virtual. Well, <laughs> stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, backtracking a bit. So what kind of questions did you ask yourself when you're like, who am I? You know, where am I at? How do I move forward? What kind of questions did you ask yourself? Were you journaling? Like, how did that process unfold? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it came from initially kind of like from a space of like fear of like, people ask me what I like doing and I don't know how to answer them. And, um, I just had to sit there and think like, okay, what do I like? What do I value? What is important to me and not feel like anyone was there to judge it. Um, whether that's like 
crafting or <laughs> like, I don't know, like just figuring out what those little things that made me, me were. And those were those little like moments of clarity that I got and were able to kind of help me formulate, um, how I wanted to move forward in terms of figuring out this path. Beautiful. That's awesome. And crafting, yeah. I don't know why anybody would make money for crafting. I'm a crafter and it's awesome. <laughs> when I first met Mark, he asked what I like to do. And that was like the first thing I said. And I felt so, so judged because he was like, like arts and crafts. And I was, <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> That's amazing. What kind of crafts do you do though? What's your favorite kind of medium or modality? Yeah, um, I have a Cricut. Um, my sister-in-law and I, when I lived in Michigan, we used to have like a little like side hustle thing where we made like t-shirts and like cups and stuff for like birthday parties or bachelorette parties. Wait, so, I don't know what a Cricut is. Okay, so I, as a teacher, I feel like maybe this is just teacher speak to know. I always <laughs> forget, not everybody knows these things. Um, it's like a machine that cuts out like laminate that you can iron on to t-shirts or cups or things. Um, Wait, what? I'm blown away. <laughs> yeah. You like create a design on your computer and then you like put in the like laminate and it like cuts it out, etches it for you. And then you like peel it back and stick it on something, iron it on. Okay. That's awesome. Technology. That's really amazing. So I also am a crafter. I like to make my own holiday cards. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I also paint signs. I mean, this is kind of a random thing, but at my yoga school, um, I paint little like inspiring quotes and then I hide them in the bushes. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so yeah, cute. It's fun. So I'm all about the arts and crafts. And I don't think enough adult women are engaging in crafty projects. Like it's such yeah. a nice way to connect with yourself and feel like you're doing something and it's easy, right? It's really easy to like go to the dollar store, or go to Michael's and get like a few supplies for a craft right. project. I love drawing mandalas. I can leave at the show notes. Um, I have like a mandala drawing video on YouTube, how to do it. And that's something I love to do. It's like a meditative drawing. Have you ever done it? No, but oh, it's, on your YouTube video. Yeah. it's great. So do you know what mandalas are like sacred geometry? Uh-uh. Basically, there's so many things in nature that would be in a mandala, like a flower. It's basically any kind of repeating pattern in a circular, in a circular motion, like a kaleidoscope. Uh huh. So once I show you one, you'll be like, oh, I've seen that. Um, and basically it's just a way of kind of doing like a brain dump without words. You kind of just like yeah. let your hand go pen to paper and draw. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's really wonderful. And Tibetans, like they'll spend days and days drawing these beautiful, very elaborate mandalas out of sand and then the wind will come and blow them away. Yeah. And the idea is like to focus on impermanence and whatever, but I just love them. Like I just put on, you know, some kind of trippy music usually and, and just go to town. And it always surprises me like what my brain will come up with because yeah. you don't plan it. You, like you're a planner. You said you don't plan anything. You just kind of go. It, yeah. And they're always beautiful. Yeah. I feel and like then I also give those to people as cards. <laughs> beautiful. It allows you to really like get into a flow state and really kind of like connect with like your inner child, um, to be able mm -hmm. to kind of play and feel free. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's no one judging you for, for your answers or for your work. It's just something you created. Totally. And it's nice that you can, you commented on like the inner child part. It's true. I, I feel like, you know, 
for definitely for, for men and certainly for women a little bit, it's like, we leave arts and crafts, like crafting behind once mm-hmm. we become quote unquote adults. Right. Unless you're like into scrapbooking or like crocheting, uh, which is pretty niche. Like most of us don't do those kinds of things. And it, there's something so nice about creating something with your hands. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I find that I love doing that with food as well, like making a recipe or baking or whatever. I feel like you can get that same vibe with that too. Oh, sorry. I muted there. Are you super into food? Cause Mark is like super into food. Yes. We cook dinner to like together every single night. Um, which is like our, our way to connect and like quality time. Um, but I love cooking, eating, creating, baking. I'm not like fantastic, especially at baking. Um, but I just enjoy doing it. So what was the hardest part about starting this business? Kim Diamond Wellness. That's such a great question. Everything. (laughs) Uh, No, I think anything that you're doing that is new to you feels hard and there's resistance involved. Um, So I think because I was in a space of, and I still am, you know, figuring out who I am and what I like and what I enjoy and really like owning the authority that I have over my life. Um, I think that that has been hard to, to do that in tandem of creating this new thing that I've never done before. I don't know if that's like a non-answer, but like a big answer at the same time. (laughs) I think it's a big, it's a big non-answer for sure. Um, the truth is like the only way you figure out what you like is by trying a lot of different things. Right. Uh, I can share with you. I have my little journal here, flipping pages. So as I told you, I'm like really wanting to meet my life partner. It's a big part of where I'm at in my life and where I've been at for the last years. I think I need a dating coach anyway. But also once I thought about meeting someone, it was like, I want to get to know someone by doing like interesting and creative dates. Yeah. Because like going for a drink, it, it's just, I don't really like to drink. And also it's just like an interview. And I was finding that when I was dating, I was getting so bored of dating because it was always, oh, let's go for a drink here. Oh, let's go for dinner. I was just getting really, really bored of that. And I was finding like, there's so many different ways of getting to know someone by putting them, you know, out of their comfort zone or trying something exciting or whatever. Anyway, so I made a little list. I love that. Yeah. Date ideas. I'll read some of them out. Um, Canoe around the islands. I have a, this is so lame, but I have like a membership to a canoe club where you can just take a canoe. Yeah. It's right near my house. And I was like, why not? It's yeah. It's, um, right near my house. You buy like a package of a hundred hours or something like that or 20 hours, whatever it is. And then you get 20 hours on like any apparatus, any, and you can split the hours anyway. So it's like two kayaks for an hour count as two hours. You can take one canoe, you can take a sailboat, you can take a paddleboard. It was really nice. So I put like canoe around the island, um, go skating, do an escape room, go to the ballet together. I love going to the ballet. Uh, or Cirque du Soleil, comedy show, photography exhibit, aquarium, hike nearby, theme park, water gun fight, volunteer together, dog sledding, country music concert, go light fireworks, uh, skinny dipping and bonfire. <laughs> and I, so I just like had all these like fun date ideas of like, oh, these are 
ways that I'll get to know someone and different aspects of his personality. But also, as I was moving through this, I was like, you know, I'm going to take myself on a lot of these dates. Yeah. I want to date myself. If we're going to find out who we are and what we want and how we, like, I, just as much as I want to learn about my partner and how he reacts and reacts in different situations, I want to know that about me too. Right. You know, what are my lines? What am I comfortable with? What do I like? What do I don't. And so, you know, probably once a week, I'll like look at my list and I'll take myself out on a date. And it's really nice. I've also gotten really comfortable. This also is a product of traveling alone yeah. a lot, but I've gotten really comfortable with like going to eat by myself. Yeah. Going to one by myself. Um, it was definitely hard at the beginning, but now like, I don't even need, you know, my phone necessarily. Sometimes yeah. I listen to a podcast, but um, that's been a big thing is just trying a lot of different things and dating myself. Yeah. I think when you can get like comfortable and confident in, in yourself in those spaces where maybe you're doing something that you don't do often, or like you said, stepping out of your comfort zone, it can really help to show you so much about yourself. So I love that you do that. About who you are. Yeah. And then I'm sure with starting a business, there's a ton of self-doubt. Who am I even? I get this too, like the imposter syndrome or like, who am I even to do this? Who, who, why right. do I think I could lead people through this or live this life or be this, you know, whatever it is? Um, yeah. How do you get over that self-doubt? Yeah. So I was thinking about this the other day and um, I've had really three kind of big, hard things that I've done um, that have proven to me that the work that I'm doing has been enough, that I love myself enough, that I have achieved (laughs) where I want to be. Um, and I think by going through those big, hard things, and I'll briefly share each of them, um, and seeing my perseverance and resilience has helped me to kind of quiet that self-doubt and not to say that I never doubt myself because that would be lying. Of course I do. I'm human. Um, but to have the security in knowing that I love myself enough to get through those moments of self-doubt has been, um, such a game changer to me. Um, but I was, I think 18, I'm terrible with years. Um, when my dad passed away. So I have like a big sort of grief story with that. And I can kind of look back on that and see like, I persevered. I still love myself through it. I'm still here. I'm still doing all of the things. Um, and then moving here and, you know, that story that I told um, earlier and, and saying, I'm just going to figure it out. You know, I've proved to myself I can do that and, um, have compassion and be grace, graceful with myself, um, and be able to still see that self-love shine through. And then, um, most recently, uh, we went through a miscarriage in January. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really fucking terrible and it still is. Um, but in, the moment of like sheer grief and hardness and wanting to fall apart and not to say that I didn't let myself, but, um, I was able to love myself through that. And those are the moments that quiet the self-doubt 
of seeing like all the life that I've been through and I'm still here. And I feel like that's a win. That is huge. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I like to say to my students, like you have survived every moment of your life up until this point and you're damn well going to keep on surviving. Yeah. So you just have to get through it. And I mean, I'm in a moment of darkness right now. I'm going through a lot of stuff in my life personally and with work and it sucks. It's a really dark place. It's a really low, low. I want to hide in a cave and see no one until I feel better, which unfortunately is not possible because I still have a business yeah. to run. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all you can do is, is just remember, like I've gotten through every hard thing up until now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this and I have to be graceful and gracious with myself as I walk through this darkness. And, right. you know, even if I've said or done things that are out of character or that I'm not proud of, it's like, I have to be gracious, gracious, I have to be gracious with myself at this yeah. because I know I'm going through some stuff. I'm go- I know I'm going through a hard time and yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that to your, your students when I'm instructing or teaching bar three, I, I say like your body, your mind is built to survive, right? Like we are human beings built on the idea that we can survive life and your mindset is what allows you to thrive and being able to tap into that on those moments, whether it's just saying, I'm going to have grace with myself or, you know, building this self-confidence or self-love to carry you through your hardest days, that's what allows you to survive in moments or thrive in moments where you feel like you can barely survive them. Totally. Totally. Yeah. What kind of women do you like to work with? Who is your dream client? That's a great question. I'm sort of going through a a transition or like a moment of clarity. Um, but I want to be able to help women who are really feeling that self-doubt and those fears and questioning whether they are truly capable of creating a life that they love. Um, because I want to be able to prove to them and them to prove to themselves that they can um, create that life that is exciting and that is so much more than just fine. Uh, I think that we get set in our ways of thinking like, you know, we're on the other, like the hamster wheel of life of like every day kind of looks the same um, and it doesn't have to be. And I want more women to be able to live in a space where they feel confident and excited and not fearless because there's going to be fears, but that they're capable of getting through them. I love that. That not that it's fearless, but like you're capable of getting through it. That's so real and authentic. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, where can people find you? Oh gosh, I am Kim Diamond Wellness on Instagram, uh, kimdiamondwellness.com for my website, but that's really like the two main places that you can kind of check in and see what I'm all about. And do you have any offerings available at the moment? Yes. So I have Self Love Collective, which is my monthly self-love membership. Um, That is like the easiest and, you know, least expensive. You get the most bang for your buck way to work with me. Um, you get a monthly workshop, monthly email, 
um, a gift box sent to you. I um, saw the gift boxes that you were making. They're so nice. They're so cute. I love, like, that's part of like my crafting, right? Okay. I like to like curate little gift sets and things. Um, there's a bracelet that you get to do and put together in there. Um, so sweet. A little nod to my craftiness. Um, but I also have one-on-one clients that I work more in depth with um, in my one-on-one coaching. And that is called Purposely You. Um, but we work through mindset, um, confidence, self-love, boundaries, um, and really just being authentic to what you want and who you are and creating that life that you love. Um, and That's then, amazing. Course, Thank you for entrepreneurial sharing. Entrepreneurial Wellness Collective. You know, yeah, that's I want in when, if, when there's an invitation, let me know. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, did you use a business coach or a wellness coach or some coaching to like launch your brand? Because your branding is amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, it's all pink. And (laughs) honestly, you know, you know, the color code of the pink, because it's not just all pink. It's always the exact same shade of pink, which I really appreciate. (laughs) So consistent. Yes. Uh, and very curated. Um, no, I have a couple of different coaches that I work with. Um, one, her name is Maddie Pashong. She is a local photographer, um, that I started working with. She was like my first business coach, And, um, then I work with my other business coach now currently, um, Jasmine with women of woo. Um, she's also amazing, but I like to have people who I know, know what they're doing to support me and walk me through and, you know, be the the light that I can take a little glimmer from. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate the chat. It's nice to finally connect with you. No, so fun. You're pretty (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And yeah, I'm just, thank you so much for being here. And I hope that everybody listening got, you know, some takeaway. I know I definitely did. And yeah, everyone, if you're trying to figure out what your next steps are, or, you know, are looking to live a life on purpose and wanting to add a little bit more joy, go find Kim. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you know someone awesome who should be on the show, hit me up. Lauren Ruddick on Instagram or love at laurenruddick.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-R-U-D-I-C-K. Also, every week I give away a totally free copy of my best-selling e-course, Turn Your Life Upside Down. Turn Your Life Upside Down is a four-week journey towards getting you strong and excited about doing handstands. Yep, you can learn handstands in just four weeks. More than just physical postures, though, this course also has journaling and meditations to help you find your passions, live your dreams, and start taking the steps to pursuing them. To get your free copy, all you have to do is take a screenshot of your phone while you're listening to this podcast, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Lauren Reddick so I can see it. Each week, I'll choose somebody at random to win a totally free copy of this best-selling course. Like this episode? Leave me a review and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Bye.